this is Emma Watson, and you're listening to Untitled Sessions, episode five. That was, in fact, Miss Emma Watson introducing today's episode. We are going to have a little interview with her later. Uh, just a little something that my management set up. Uh, I I've just had her number for a long time. Um, it's kind of a long story, but I used to. I used to work as an extra just like over the summers when I was, when I was younger, when I was like a teenager. And so, you know, I'd meet people, I'd meet celebrities every now and again. Um, usually I don't, you know, stay connected with them, but I, she wanted to. So yeah. And she knows about the podcast. So I just, I had to say, yes, I was kind of being barraged by all angles, by my management, by her by you guys because you always want me to do new stuff so you're always asking you're demanding these things of me that are obviously you know beyond my my usually they're beyond my depth but today i can do something for you you've been bombarding me with questions about oh can you get a celebrity on the show can you can you interview someone i don't want to have guests really so the, the answer is generally no unless i'm getting bombarded and my head is getting put in the ground like I basically suffer worse than someone that was in Vietnam because at least Vietnam happened and it's over with me. I have to go through this shit every day, all the time, all the time. The emails now, I mean, you just, it is nonstop. And my manager and my assistant is no good. The editor, you know what the editor does. It's not even going to go, we're not even going to go into that. Okay. Just suffice to say things are not good, but we do have that interview, so I'll we'll get to that later. But for now, we're going to try to calm ourselves and not let that get to us. Okay, so last time we talked about some people were not happy with the direction of the last episode. They said that they're more used to it being like a calm thing where I just kind of talk about my day and we don't get too excited or angry about anything, which again is another unreasonable request because there are plenty of things in my life that can make me angry. Okay. So I figured this time we can have a segment called the calm zone. Okay. We talked about this last time. If you, if you were listening and in the calm zone, I am just going to relax. We're going to, we're going to just do a report or a story of some, of some kind. And we're going to be very calm about the situation. Okay. Now it's only been, I don't know, a month since the last episode. So naturally nothing has happened in my life. So there's nothing I can really talk about there. Um, but I do have a story that I can read for the calm zone. So I'm going to read the story. And if you want more of this, you email me thumbs up emoji. If you don't want any more of it, don't email me at all. I can't take the negativity anymore. I'm losing my mind. Okay. So here we go. The calm zone, the calm zone. Picture yourself as a great big leaf, matured by the seasons, dangling from a tall tree, the breeze waving you from side to side. Suddenly the gentle wind is turned to a sharp gust, and you're carried away. You glide high above the ground, but far beneath the clouds, perfectly nestled between heaven and earth. Though it's nighttime, you feel a warmth that's reminiscent of the springtime sun. You travel many miles before emerging from the forest, now entering a vibrant city. You weave through skyscrapers, casting a tall shadow over humanity below. It can't reach you up here. As a gale is reduced to a breeze, you become pressed to the plate glass of an office building. Not to worry, you don't feel a thing. As the air shifts direction, you're released, and you begin a leisurely descent. As you fall, there's a sound like the pattering of rain, but the atmosphere is dry. You recognize the shapes of people on the ground. They're gathering to the edge of the city, facing the same forest from which you came. Time passes. Minutes turn to hours, hours turn to days, and days turn to weeks, even months. You have a circuit you travel, surveying neighborhoods as you cross from road to road. You're deeply familiar with each and every one as if they were your own. The city has become your home. Those before you who called it home have found new homes, sent off on a journey not unlike your own. You still remember that you came from the forest, 
but you have trouble envisioning the tree that raised you. You know it to be great in stature and mighty in its integrity, yet the finer details never surface. As you skate along the vacant road, you hear something you thought you'd never hear again, something you had only heard at a distance, but knew even now in its closeness. The sound of footsteps. A fully outfitted figure walks towards you. Their only discernible detail is a pair of cloudy eyes. They lift their arms, and the clouds are replaced by a flickering light. Heat suddenly washes over you, just like that day you left home, only more intense. You can finally recall your memories of the tree, as your fibers break down into ashes, and the same breeze which had playfully whisked you along now scatters you far, far outside the city. The city of which you and so many others called home, the condemned city of Chernobyl. Also, the tree was sent to the gulag for questioning. Okay, there you have it. Little baby calm time. Are you satisfied? Are you asleep? Are you sucking on your thumb? Goo goo gaga. We're going to move on to real stuff now. Okay. So what else happened? Well, you know, I do concern myself with the longevity of the program. And one of the things that we need to keep going is, of course, sponsors. So, you know, last time I put out a line on Apple. I was pretty optimistic that they would hear what I had to offer and, you know, just lob us a sponsorship right off the bat. Honestly, it seemed like, you know, hole in one, no problem. Now I am waiting to hear back from Apple. Of course, there's, there's uh, open communication. I have emailed them and that's open, but I did get a reply from another potential advertiser who has now signed on for a read. So the name of the company is called Incredidudes. Incredidudes make overwear diapers for fellas. Uh, so it's strictly for fashion. They don't do anything. If you have a mess, if you're incontinent, you should just get diapers. But as a fashion accessory, they're supposed to be the hot new thing. Uh, we have a quote actually that I can read. Um, the New York Sorry. It's okay. I I guess I'm not misreading this. Uh not the New York Times, a different newspaper, different publication. Um New York Times is calling it the biggest wave in men's fashion. So again, that was not the New York Times. That was completely different. Um and that's what's going on. So we have a sponsor and that's it. They pay me for this read and I have the money. So I kind of had to, I had to do the read, but I, I do want to kind of provide a disclaimer before you go get them and you can get them on incredidudes.com. But just listen for a second. Um, I, I did do a little bit of research on them and they are 100% wool underwear over pants underwear. But the thing is, they are what some people would maybe call um, a conflict product. The New York Times, the actual New York Times said they, they did an expose, and I found this after accepting the money, so I can't, I can't renege on doing this. It's just that one of their journalists went to the farm where they shear the sheep, and they did find that the conditions that the sheep were living in were uh, not good. Um, there's actually, I, so I have a quote, uh, from the New York times expose, the author, he says, as I walked through the farm, the emaciated sheep bleats sounded like they were begging for death. Their cries imbued in the fabric of incredidudes would extend beyond their moral impact. So that's just an excerpt on incredidudes by the New York times. Um, now like it is hard for me to cope with this a little bit because I did kind of do that read for like the price of like, I would say like an expensive breakfast sandwich. Like you put avocado on it, it would maybe come out to be around the same amount. And they are doing some pretty fucked up things. So whether you want to support our first sponsor just out of loyalty to the podcast, great. But I also don't advocate that you do that. So it's your choice. You have to kind of live with it 
at the end of the day. But I will say I have also heard that it is the hot new fashion. So if you're a guy and you want to invest in, you know, overwear diapers, I can't really think of a better company than Incredidudes. Well, because they are, they are also the only company that does it right now, but I'm sure there are probably a lot of people that will probably try to do it again down the line. So I guess support them in the meantime, or don't, or, you know, well, no, don't at all. I don't know. But yeah, uh, I've been trying to work out again. I, um, you know, I like to go for runs in the spring and summer when it's a little bit nicer. So I've, it, it, there's, we've had like a few like high sixties days kind of sandwiched between the high thirties today was like literally like 27 degrees. Um, so I did not go for a run today, but I, I tried for a little while to, to do a gym. Um, so I did join, they had a, they have a planet fitness like nearby where I am, it's just the closest gym. So I, I got a membership. Um, but I didn't really know about kind of what planet fitness was all about. They, they have all these like weird rules. So apparently if someone like starts like screaming, they sound an alarm, they call it the lunk alarm. So when someone screams, it's like a way to be like, Hey, stop screaming. You set off the lunk alarm. So it's like a, it's like a decibel measured thing. So if it's above a certain decibel range, meaning just, just volume, is going to sound an alarm, which is for me, I feel like exasperates the situation. It makes it even worse because you, you're sounding an alarm to notify someone to stop making noise. Are you just adding to the, to the noise? Um, but anyway, I wasn't aware of it and I got, I got really fucking scared of the alarm. I thought it was like a bomb thing. I thought that I thought, honestly, I thought that we were under attack. So I started screaming. I started screaming when they did the alarm because I thought it was like an active shooter or something. And then when I was, I was screaming and to combat the screaming, they made the alarm louder. They, they increased the volume to drown out my screaming, which just made me also scream louder. It's just a bad system. So I don't have a membership anymore. I, you know, you know, they kicked me out, but whatever, like, am I supposed to not, it's scary. Am I supposed to not get scared? You shouldn't have the alarm. I won't go to your establishment if I'm just trying to use a treadmill and you start, you start playing alarms that make me upset. That's going to get me away from your gym. So if you know of any gyms that don't do the alarm system, I will, I will give that a second chance. But it was really, it sucked for me because like now I have to wait again. You know, it was nice to be able to just use a treadmill when it was cold, but now I have to wait for it to be warm again, just like spring, summer or I have to get my, like a, myself a treadmill, but you know, everything's so expensive right now. It just doesn't seem like a good move. Um, I, I just, I really would like to get back on the ball, but now I have like a little bit of PTSD and I feel like it's undeserved. And I feel like I should, instead of getting kicked out, why don't you refund me, shake my hand, look me in the eyes, like, like a respectable person and say, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry that the lunk alarm scared you, sir. It won't happen again, sir. Feel free to come by anytime. Here's some, you could have given me some noise canceling headphones. So I would have never known. Right. But no, now, now I'm never going back to your gym. So, you know, you've lost a customer for life. Your fault too. It's not even like that. I, I don't just want to do, you know, cardio. I would also like to lift weights. So if I want to do that at the house and I also have to buy like a weight set, I have to buy a weight bench. I have to buy a mat, you know, it's just, it's a lot of work. Cause I just feel like I haven't, I used to, I used to lift weights when I was like in college, I would go to the gym and like actually do weights and, you know, I would do squats or do, uh, what is it? Strong lifts five by five, I think it's called. Um, but now I don't know, I just haven't done it in so long. You know how, like when you're younger and you do, cause I did like track cross country and stuff too. So obviously it's not a weightlifting thing, but like, I still have like strong legs, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm out of shape but I do have strong legs. And it's interesting to me how like you retain the strength that you build up from like, like I know people that have, they did uh, like acrobatics when they were really young, you know, like, like, I mean like eight, nine years old, something like something like that. And they still have like strong muscles from that time. They don't work out at all. I mean, that's crazy. You just like build up your body like that. But I feel like as we enter our thirties, our, our bodies will more than likely betray us and we'll need some sort of constant upkeep. See, that's, I, I, I don't want to like, like, I would like to lift weights, but I don't want to be like one of those guys. It's just like, 
I'm, I'm, I'm constantly trying to like keep up a pump. You know what I mean? Like I, I only feel like I really look good after like done weights. Cause you know, like there are guys that like, they will literally, they'll, they'll work out right before like going out. Like they'll go out with their friend, like they'll work out right before it. Cause they like look more vascular, like they look better. And I'm not, I'm not even like, I'm not trying to hate on that or anything. Cause it's a strategy, but it's just like, if, if then you wake up and your body's reverted to like what it's supposed to look like, and you don't like that, that just feels like a dangerous precedent. I mean, that's why people get into steroids. Cause I feel like you keep that vascularity and, you know, I think it's like a, a dehydrated look too. Cause you, that's, I mean, I'm not a steroid expert from, from what I understand, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to get like, I'm not trying to like lift weights because I want to get big either. Like I, I would like to ideally just get a little stronger. Like just feel like I can lift stuff up better. Cause I just feel, I just feel out of shape. Have you ever seen Mark, uh, Mark Wahlberg's routine stuff? Do you know what I'm talking about? He, he had like a picture or a description of like what his day is like. He like wakes up at 4am and basically long story short, like he, he eats a bunch of like crazy proteins and foods that I don't think exists unless you make over $10 million. Uh, he works out for like four hours a day intersperse in the day. And, and even though he's up to like 4am and he goes to bed at like nine or something, he literally doesn't, it seems like he does maybe two hours of work max. And there's a guy that's worth like millions and millions and millions of dollars. So I don't know. I don't, I don't understand how he fits that day in if he's scheduled for like filming, but even him, right? Like he's in his, I mean, what is he in his sixties now, at least in his fifties, right? He's in his late fifties, maybe early sixties. Editor here. Mark Wahlberg is 51 years old. You know, like he looks good, you know, for an older man, but just like, I can't imagine just like constantly fighting the tide of your body every single day. Like, you know, at that, at that age, if you don't work out for like a month, your muscles are just going to fade away unless you really go hard at it. Like every single day, it's just like the exponential uphill, you know, or uphill battle. And I don't know, that's just like, that strikes me as, as. I don't think it strikes me as demoralizing. It's just like, it's so tough to think about, to try to try to meet that level of maintenance. That just seems like hell. What's the last like real good action movie that Mark Wahlberg has been in? You know, cause you have a lot of, you have all the guys that like people mistake Mark Wahlberg for like, um, obviously Matt Damon. That's why the departed is one of the funniest films ever because the departed you had like all the guys that people confuse for other guys just in one movie. Um, and it's not even the guys like, like even Leonardo DiCaprio and Jack Nicholson, they're getting to be the same person. I don't know if anyone's noticed this, but I think in 20 years, Leonardo DiCaprio is going to look exactly like Jack Nicholson. Like he's already started to look like Jack Nicholson in that movie. I think Jack Nicholson just like, he's just like pretty overweight. He just, he doesn't really take care of himself. I think if Leonardo DiCaprio was doing, whatever he's doing with his body, he would probably look very similar to him. But anyway, like Matt Damon has, like he has an action franchise. He has the Bourne movies and you have other like older guys like, um, Liam Neeson. Obviously you obviously have Arnold Schwarzenegger. He still does stuff every now and then, but like it's just, it gets to a point where you're like, Oh, he could take out like a whole fucking platoon of guys. Like he's going to bust a hip. Like I'm talking about like Matt Damon, like Matt Damon looks great, but at the same time, I feel like he's in the same boat as Mark Wahlberg. If he doesn't work out for a week, you know, he's going to turn to a pile of ashes and it's just, it's hard to watch the movies where they're just like, we sent our best guy. Oh, you know, who, you know, who's another guy like this is, um, Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves, who Keanu Reeves was never like a strong guy. He was always like a slender, you know, like just like a fit young man, but he never, he was never like a strong guy. Like I can't recall like a single movie where Keanu Reeves is like the big badass. You know what I mean? But they cast him as like the apex hitman who does all this physical stuff and can just beat everybody up. And like, yeah, you don't have to look like, you don't have to look like the rock to like beat a guy up. Like if you're nimble and you know, you, you know, martial arts, like that's, I guess that's all you really need to know. But I feel like I can only really buy one of two things. I can't buy both things. I can either buy that he's young enough that he could be that nimble or that he's fit enough that he could be that nimble, but he's kind of neither, right? Cause Keanu Reeves is getting up there. He's pretty old now. 
So it's just like, we got to replace, I mean, what, who are like, who are the young modern action heroes that are doing the movies that these guys are doing currently? Like who's replacing these guys? I honestly don't know. Like, uh, there was a story, um, what's his name? Spider-Man kid, Tom Holland, Tom Holland, who, again, I mean, Tom Holland, so he's young, right? He's young, he's limber. So I'm like, all right, I can picture you as Spider-Man, I guess. Like you just, you have control over your body. Like I can picture you as Spider-Man. Sure. But I, you know, again, he's like, he's very skinny. Like he's kind of a smaller dude. And, but they, uh, they cast him as Nathan Drake in Uncharted. They made a movie out of the video game Uncharted, which is a great series of games. But yeah, no, I saw, so this video on, I think it was YouTube where they were interviewing Mark Wahlberg, who they cast as Sully, who's like Nathan Drake's like older partner. And basically Mark Wahlberg thought that he was getting the part of Nathan Drake, but they gave it to Tom Holland. And Tom Holland was like, Tom Holland also thought they were giving the part of Nathan Drake to Mark Wahlberg, but that was them basically saying, no, you're Mark Wahlberg's too old to be Nathan Drake. But then you look at Tom Holland and he looks like he's too young to be Nathan Drake. So it's like, it was just such a weird casting decision. And from what I heard, the movie wasn't very good as well. I'm not really into video game adaptations. The only, the only, the only one I will watch is, is the last of us, which just finished up. But no, I just, it's just weird to me just to have these characters where they're just like taking out entire platoons of people, but they're, you know, also like 50, like they also have to take vitamins, several vitamins every day just to not have some kind of blockage. I mean, imagine like being one of the guys that's tasked to take out Matt Damon's character in the Bourne movies. And you just like, know he's like this apex killer. And you're like, okay, I think I can handle him though. He's getting up there in age, right? You know, he's not... He's not, he's not going to move as well as he used to. And, uh, you know, I kiss the wife goodbye. He's like, bye, honey. I'm going to uh, go kill Jason Bourne. She's like, oh, again? Okay, great. Maybe you'll get some action this time, you know? Usually you just get to, to shoot at him and miss, but maybe you'll get some, you know, some hand-to-hand time with the, with the guy. And, you know, he's all excited. He's, he thinks today is the day. And then, you know, he gets, he gets, to, the, he gets to work and, and he sees Jason Bourne for a second. And he just gets karate chopped in the throat and he just sees the Lord immediately, just 100% dies. And they have to go home and, and tell probably the wife of this like 25 year old guy. Oh, mm-hmm, well, yeah, he had a gun and was, you know, positioned ahead of time and is also half the age of, of, of Jason Bourne. But Jason Bourne uh, did karate chop him in the throat and, and, and his life on impact. So you hopefully had, life insurance. Cause you know, we don't provide that here at the agency. She's just fucking, she's sobbing. She's in tears. She can't take it. Cause it just, it just makes no sense. It's like, but he's, he's like 55. How could he, how could he, you know, I feel you lady. That, that makes total sense. Actually, Liam, I said Liam Neeson before, right? Liam Neeson's a funnier example of that because it's just, a, it's again, the syndrome of like unstoppable force that is also 65 years old. There are like four Taken movies, right? There are three Taken movies. And he's done other movies too that are, you know, similar to Taken. He's, you know, he's just like a generic action star. I mean, he's done other stuff too, but like that's, I would say, his niche. I think first of all, if I was to make a Taken movie, I don't even know how many there are, but there's, I'm assuming there's four. Three. I would just be like, first of all, give the girl, the girl must be old enough to carry a gun. Give the girl a gun so she stops getting abducted. I feel like they need to change the formula a little bit. Like, you know, we, we have a lot of like, you know, the, the, we have a lot of action heroines now, right? You have a lot of women that are taking up these, these, um, leading action roles. So we have a lot of this going on. So why don't we apply that to Taken Hollywood? I know you're listening, apply that to Taken, make a new movie where she has to save Liam Neeson from the nursing home because he doesn't want to take his medication. So he's like, he's, he doesn't have a gun. So he has to use his fist and he's taking out some orderlies, but like, you know, she's got to really come in and like infiltrate that place. And she has a gun. Cause obviously by the time, I mean, if this is taken five, there's absolutely no way that, that girl is not like, you know, 18 now. I think she could handle a gun. How is she getting, ta- how is this girl getting taken all the time? 
I have not seen the movies, but how is this happening? This doesn't make sense. They just need to give her a gun no matter what. No matter what the situation is, just give at least a knife concealed something. Just make it so she cannot get taken and you won't have such a big problem, I feel. But that's just one, one person's opinion. So that's my thought on aging action stars because I just I feel like it's a hot button issue that we just don't address enough as a people. So you should really thank me for being brave enough to get on my platform, which is very big, and speak truth to the situation. I feel brave right now. I feel probably the same way that Jason Bourne feels. James Bond, that's another one. Daniel Craig, they're gonna they're going to let him die and become a marionette. They're going to they're going to string him up like a puppet and make him do his scenes. They will not let that man stop making action films. I don't understand why. But well, I don't know. We're talking about movie stars. Um maybe this is a good transition. I can call in now. So we're going to do this interview with Emma Watson. I just said I would call in, you know, when 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 the moment presented itself. So we'll have her on FaceTime and I don't know. I don't really have anything prepared. So we're just going to do like an impromptu thing, I guess. So let me call her now. All right. Well, uh, I'm joined today by actress, activist, and general uh, woman of business, Emma Watson. Thanks for having me. I'm quite the big fan of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, I mean, you told me a few times that you wanted to be on it uh, after you found out about it. But, you know, I kind of explained to you that it wasn't that kind of the sort of show where I usually have like a guest. Well, I'm not just any guest, am I? No. I'm. Well, no. I mean, you are famous, of course. Uh, and I guess we've known each other for some time. Um, when I, you know, we met when I was when I was an extra on the set of the um the bling, the bling ring. ring. We met on the set yeah. of the bling ring. I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah, I was, you know, I was visiting my uncle in L.A. He got me the part as an extra. It was just what I was doing that summer. And uh, yeah, I guess I just kind of showed up to filming and, and you were there. There I was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I remember feeling kind of weird about it that you wanted to talk to me because I just, you know, I knew you as Hermione but that was about it. Well, most people knew me as her, but when I looked at you, I could tell you really understood me. Not just as a character, but as a person. Okay. Well, I wasn't really feeling that way. Uh, I was, it was sort of just confusing when you wanted to stay in touch. But um, weren't you glad you gave me your number after I sent you that hilarious photo of the PA? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really that funny. You pulled his pants down and took a photo as a prank. Oh, come on. Admit it. It was hilarious. He had no idea what to do. I'm sure he just wanted to do his job. You're such a stick in the mud. You can't have a laugh every now and again. I, I guess I can't have a laugh. I guess I'm incapable of that. Uh, anyways, Harry Potter. We'll talk about that. Uh, it's made a bit of a resurgence, right? They have a new game out. There's been some, some controversy around it due to some of the remarks made by J.K. Rowling. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you're, you know, but the trans community is, is just not happy with her based on her stances, so... You know, they, they don't want people supporting the game. You, I'm sure you know about that. Any thoughts about that? Or? I have no idea what you're on about. Oh, okay. But if you'd like to hear some stories from the set of Harry Potter, I will oblige. Um, sure. I mean, I guess how was it walking around the real-life Hogwarts? Is that cool? Being or? at Hogwarts was far from magical. Flicking a piece of wood about and shouting nonsense, surrounded by smelly men. Do you know the actor who played Ron Weasley? Yeah, uh, Rupert Grint. Rupert smells of onions. It's a tragedy to be around. Oh, okay. Well, that kind of sucks. Um, Why do you think he's disappeared from Hollywood? Is it the smell? It's definitely the smell. It's unbearable. Okay, well, uh, now I know, I guess. I mean, there must have been some good things about working on the films, though. I mean, it's a lot of fun, right? Well, you know how I like to get into a bit of mischief. Let's just say the mischief wasn't managed. Okay. Well, I didn't know you around that time, uh, but I will say that your behavior on the bling ring was, was not really what I expected of you. Um, you know, I kind of looked up to you a little bit. Oh, 
but it was always in good fun. <laughs> One time, I found the real spiders they were using as props for a scene in the Forbidden Forest, and I tossed a lot of them on Rupert's back. Oh my God, was he all right? He was so upset. He didn't even want to do the scene. Jesus Christ! He complained of arachnophobia, which I'm certain was a term he had made up. I did look it up later, however, and it turns out that it is real. I suppose I know for next time. Let's talk about you, though. Why does it take you so long to return my texts?、Um, Every time I'm in the states, I always let you know, but you never get back. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm busy with this, and you know, with the job search thing and other stuff. Yeah, it's just not like a, it's not, it's not like a super good time for me, I guess. But we were so close. I think about you all the time, all the craziness we used to get into on the set of the Bling Ring, all those hilarious pranks we would pull together. Yeah, see, that's kind of what I'm talking about. You, you would do these things around set, and then you would tell me about them, and I was, but I was never really super comfortable with them. Oh come on! What about the time we put the laxative in the director's biscuit? I was not even there. When you did that, you were so into it when I told you about it. The director had health complications. She could have died. She could have died of what? She could have died of laughter. Of diarrhea. Millions die every year of diarrhea. Is that so? You know so many things about the world. That must be why you have a podcast. Yeah. Well, that is exactly why I have a podcast,、um, and I think I would like to get back to it. So. Thank you for calling in.、Uh, I guess I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. It was a pleasure.、Yeah. I really miss you、Bye. so much. All right, and that was our Emma Watson interview. So hope you're happy. Producer's probably happy, but you know she's trying to resurface things that I just kind of shut out because it was really hard for me to even process that someone that was you know as big and influential and important as her. Was just doing the things that she was doing to people. At, I mean, under the guise of of a prank, but I just I don't understand what's funny about nearly killing someone. It's not, you know. But I, <laughs> I'm not supposed to say so much. So okay, I'm done. Moving on. I feel like I could talk about this other thing, but I I feel like all we're talking about is celebrities today. It's kind of a weird episode. But I I I recently was kind of. Educated against my will to the plights, so-called plights of the royal family.、Uh, apparently, Meghan Markle and Chris Harry, Prince Harry, they're unhappy because she just wants to go shop on like Rodeo Drive, and、um, he just wants to cry or something like that. And they want to spend the money from the kingdom of the United, but they don't want the paparazzi or To be connected to the source of the money at all, something something of that nature, and Prince Harry put out a book that was like, "I'm so sad, I'm crying, and I'm laying down, and I'm crying right now. I'm trying to write this, but I'm crying. The tears keep coming out of my eyes, and the words won't come out of my mouth to describe how it feels." It was like an excerpt from the book or something. Anyway, it just struck me as、um, really inspirational. I think that I would be good at receiving money, and then you know just kind of telling people, "Well, I'm done." I think that would be good. So if someone wants to give me money and then not expect any sort of cooperation or or or, or anything in return,、um, I am willing to do that. If you are, so we'll have a Meghan Harry situation, like like the Prince. Like the crown. So something else that's going on is we are going to do fan corner again. So fan corner episode two, section two of fan corner. Last time,、uh, someone asked me to review the Bloom movie. As you know, I was unappeased by that. So I've been a little bit more strict about what I've chosen to respond to this time, and we have a better selection,、uh, seeing as now we have the email address. So if you don't know, we have an email address. Ryan Untitled Sessions at Gmail dot com. You can email this. You might get featured on Fan Corner if you ask me about something that's not batshit crazy or stupid or unnecessary. So I'm going to read something that、uh, a fan sent me, and I I want everybody to know that I want to retain like an anonymous nature 
behind the submission. So if, you know, you want to talk to me about something that's personal, like therapeutic for you, but you don't want me to mention your name, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to do that. So I'll just say, I'm going to obscure this and say that this person's name is High Priestess uh, Caroline of Nurhamshire, or just Caroline for short. Caroline says, hey, Ryan, what are your thoughts on this? Psychics aren't really psychic or telepathic or even able to talk to the dead. It's just that humans are so predictable. Some of us just see the patterns and literal codings of humans, and then they probably just have a faster brain than average. Like psychics is just a label for people that know how energy works and resides in humans somehow, maybe because they have a crackhead developed brain. Well, two things. Okay, A, don't call people crackheads. That's rude. And B, uh, I think whatever's going on between you and your boyfriend, you could probably resolve on your own time. I'm not even going to respond to what you just prompted me with because it's clear that this is just a front for you complaining about your boyfriend or something. So you go work out those issues and maybe come back next week with a prompt. There's not such a thinly veiled uh, relationship problem that you're having. Okay. I guess just leaping off of the topic, uh, just to have some semblance of transition here, I think astrology is really great. It's just like this surefire way to know if I should avoid someone when they ask me what my sign is. It's like the simplest trick in the book. I don't even need to, we don't even need to go out. We don't need to have a date or anything. You say, what's your sign? I want to know if we're compatible. The answer is we're not. Straight up, straight off the bat. So yeah, that's fan corner. I appreciate all your submissions. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that as time goes on, every week we can get like better ones, you know? Because the first one was just insane. Just an insane request to have me re- review a blue movie. And then the second one, I mean, that, might, that may as well have been a, written in a different language. I have no idea what you're saying. But you need to resolve the issue between you and your significant other. I'm telling you right now. This is advice. You need to do it. It's not going to go away on its own, okay? Don't look to the stars. Look in their eyes. And tell them what's going on. Babe, you know why we're fighting? Because Mercury is in retrograde. That's exactly what the fuck is going on. That's why we're, it is not, it is absolutely not because I forgot your birthday. The sun made me forget your birthday. I was staring at it for too long and I forgot most things, including your birthday. I've been looking at the moon recently and it's helping making my brain bigger. So just move past it. Whenever anyone starts arguments with me, I usually go the route of, um, okay, but move past it, you know, cause I like, I don't think, I don't think it's possible for me to do anything wrong. Generally. I think it's like, if someone comes to me and they're like, you did this, you did that. You did like, it doesn't matter if I did it. I didn't do it. Get that through your head. If, if you have a problem with something I did, I didn't do it. We already covered this in, in the other episode where I, explicitly make clear if something I say you don't like, that was because AI said it and not me. And it's basically like that in life. If you think I did something that you don't like, I also didn't do it. It's very simple, not a hard concept to grasp. For example, I I got a traffic ticket for making a left turn where there was a sign that said you couldn't make a left turn. So I pleaded not guilty because I, they think that I did it, but the thing is I didn't do it. Was my car in the lane it wasn't supposed to be? Uh, You know, I don't know. I can't recall. But I'm pleading not guilty. So, you know, I'll see you in court. This is just the way it has to go. And if I know anything about this, I bet the the officer is not going to show up because they're going to be so embarrassed that I called them out on not knowing the situation that they're just going to, you know, toss it out. Because I didn't do what they think I did, even if I did. Simple. And if you don't get that, there's just not something I can explain to you. Also, furthermore, I did not go to driver's ed, so I don't recognize signs in the road. I assume like what things mean generally when I see them, like some things are obvious. Like there's a big sign that says, do not enter. Well, I'm not going in there. Duh. But you know, if there's just like an arrow 
and it's just crossed out, maybe they're just protesting that particular design of the arrow. For example, maybe they had like a different design for the same kind of sign before. And, you know, they changed it. They updated like the vector graphic and the graphic designer printed out a new sign that said, you know, they have like the, the X over it. And they're basically saying, I'm protesting this new logo. So that's like, it's a very, it's very easy for you to understand how I could get from point A to B. A being, I see a sign that shows do not turn left and B being, I turn left because there's so many other things that that could mean. Obviously, simply, plain and simple, there's really nothing complicated about it. Like another sign I don't really understand, to be honest, I don't understand lines in the road. So I don't know what a double yellow is. I don't know what a dotted yellow is. I don't know what a white, like a straight, like a, you know, painted white versus a dotted white. Does dotted white mean I can be in both lanes? And if a different car comes like from the other lane, I have to go back into the lane. I don't know. You know, I assume no, and I don't do that, but like, I don't have any concrete proof and I don't have any books at home that would tell me if, you know, if that's, if my interpretation is wrong or right. So generally I just do what I think is probably the right thing to do. And 10 times out of 10, that is the right thing to do which is why pleading not guilty to this ticket is basically like breathing air. I didn't even have to look at the charge. I just knew that I wasn't guilty of it because if I did it, it's fine. And if you think I did it, but I wasn't supposed to do it, I didn't do it. So get over it. Okay. Moving on. I feel like we're getting excited. I would like to take it down a notch because we started this episode relatively calm with a calm zone, which I appreciated. Honestly, that made me feel better. I have a heart rate monitor going on me right now. And at the start of the episode, my heart rate was, it was, it was 110. Right now it's 160 BPM. So I think we need to calm down. All right. We need to, we need to rein it in. So what we're going to do is I've complained about, you know, so-called illiteracy that I may so-called have uh, before. And I would like to so-called improve the so-called illiteracy. So I got a new app on my phone. Um, I'm going to, I can bring it up. And basically what this app does is it lets me spell words in the English language. So it's like, so it's kind of like a spelling app to learn English for also people who like already kind of know English. So it's, it's like Duolingo, but it's like, if you already speak the language, Unolingo, Unalingo, you can tell I use Duolingo, see Spanish. I know that language. Which is why, honestly, English is getting, it's getting harder the more I learn Spanish. Un necesita educación, okay? En inglés, okay? Cool. So, sorry, I'm trying to bring up the app. It's taking forever. Uh, okay. So, here we go. Hi, kiddos. Today we're going to learn the alphabet. Let's go. Okay, well, what you need to understand is that this is also for adults. It's not just for kids. A. They just market it that way because kids... Okay. A is for Apple. Apple. Okay. A, P, P, L, E. Yes. Okay. We got it. We got Apple. No problem. This is... E. I mean, it's child's play. Like, it's not for children. It's not. But it is... It's child's play. You know what I mean? So next one is B. B. Okay. B is for ball. Ball. <laughs> what, what do you think? I don't know how to spell ball. Come on, man. Uh, B A L L. Ah, <laughs> it's key. Two L's. That's key. That's a trick right there. If you didn't know that, two L's. But I'm not taking any L's. You know what I mean? You know, I got this. All right, what's next? What's next? Come on, we're heating up. What do we got next? C. C. C is for cake. Cake. Child's play. Every day is my birthday. C A K E. Oh my God. Why are we even doing this? Like, it's, this is. I mean, come on, you guys know, I, I have this in the bag. So like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to brag, but I have a really good understanding of the language. 
I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to end the episode on like a positive note. I figured this could be like the last, you know, so this is easy. So it's the next one. It's D. D. Duh. D is for duh. D is for duck. D is for duck. Just, this is going to keep giving me, okay, all right. I don't, you know. D. U. C. What? Oh. D U C K? Wait, hold. Stop. Stop the. Stop. What do you mean? D U C K? What? What's the K for? I don't understand. D U C. Duck. Duck? What else would that be? Even D. Like. Even D-U-K would be okay. Like, what? Look, okay, fine. You know, you can't win every one. Whatever, dude. Like, it's not a big deal. Just move on. Not, okay, whatever. E. Shut the duck up. E is for egg. Okay, A, okay. Okay, egg. Yeah, uh, E, G. Oh my God. What do you mean? Wait, no. Hold. Okay, stop. Stop with. You can't tell me that it's not. Why would there be. T it's not E. E G G? What? It's not E G G. That doesn't make sense. Oh my god. I. No. <laughs> no. No kid would know that it's E-G-G. -G. That doesn't make sense. It's for adults, too, but, like, I'm just saying, like, kids wouldn't know. How could you... There's, like, you have to be a kid genius. You have to be Jimmy Neutron, boy fucking genius, to know that it's E-G-G. -G. Just study the fucking dictionary. Okay. I'm sorry. This is, like, getting me really rattled. I don't... I feel like we should stop. I've... But I don't want to stop. I just... Because we want to... We can't stop just because we got a couple wrong. Whatever. We can keep doing it. Okay. God. Fuck. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sure the next one will be fine, okay? Just... God. F. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. F is for fish. Fish. Okay. Um, it's, um... It's F... I S H fish. Yeah. Okay. Woohoo. Okay. There we go. <laughs> I mean, I know fish. Okay. It's not a big deal. I'm just, just, I feel like they don't, you know, I'm just learning. So whatever. But of course I know fish. Okay. No fish. G. So what is, what is G? What? That's not... No, 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 no. I can't... I... I don't... No, 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 no. I didn't... No, I didn't mean I. Like, I'm not saying I. Like, I'm trying to spell the word that way. I'm, I'm saying that... I'm, I'm... I'm literally just saying that it's too hard to put a word like that in... It's the, just like an app for learning. Like, you could destroy kids' confidence all over the world. Oh, oh, he doesn't know how to spell giraffe. You send him back to the first grade, why don't you? It's not a big deal to be able to spell good. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I can't believe I'm fucking so sad about a stupid child's app for children. Who cares? I don't give a fuck. I'll spell the next one. Give it to- what is it? What is it? What is the- I- what's the next letter, huh? You curveballed me on that bullshit too? You know my ABCs. H. H. H is for heart. Heart. 
Whoever made this app has no heart. Okay. It's, it's H E A R a T hearts. Yes. Okay. All right. I know some of these are just not, they're not fair, but I can spell. You can tell that I can. So it's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. Just, it's not like a good measure of whether I can spell. This is just like rhetorical. Like who spells giraffe? So many, I don't even think Einstein knows how to spell giraffe. I'm serious. Like you just like make a big deal out of these things and they just blow up and they fuck up people's confidence. And like, I don't need that right now. I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to like get better and learn and stuff. Okay. Just, let's just do one more and then I'm, I'm done. Okay. I. I is for ice cream. I. S. E. What? No fucking way. No fucking way are you telling me that ice cream is spelled I cream? How does that make any fucking sense? Oh my god, this is the worst day of my fucking life. Oh. I can't do this anymore. I can't. Okay, I'm, I'm done. We're not spelling. I don't want to do any more on the podcast. I already did everything I could even talk about. Uh, oh, job update. Yeah, let's talk about job update. Uh, I got the job. Okay. I got the fucking job. <laughs> Fuck. Congratulations. 